This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. In the uh, analysis of the existence of God, there's this question, mystery, if you will, of how can he be omnipresent? If he's separated himself and he's all over everywhere, then he can't exist in one spot. How can he be the supreme person, a person standing before you in human form, and simultaneously be everywhere? How does that happen? How does that possible? And this is one of the mysteries in the progressive analysis of the science of God. Described in the Vedic literature as most confidential knowledge. It's not given to the street people. It's not first thing you talk about. It's not what everybody knows. But yet, the intelligent person will go, well, how does it work? I hear it. I've heard it said. I've heard people refer to it. Or I even sense God's presence in varieties of circumstances. But to think that he's actually omnipresent and yet still personally present somewhere is very baffling. How is that possible? Well, the Vedic literature takes uh, great pains to explain that question and clarify because it is a mystery. How can the Lord have the awareness? Really, it means how can he be have the knowledge of everything that's going on. How does the Lord get that knowledge? I'm here and I choose to do this or do that. How's he going to know that? How's he going to know what I did or didn't do? How's he going to uh, count or qualify the quality of that act? If I just stand back and I go and beat somebody in the corner with a stick, nobody else is around, did I get away with it? Absolutely not. Well, how does the Lord know I did that? Okay? So this is something that needs to be known. Because by knowing it, it's knowledge. And you understand how the Lord has unlimited knowledge dynamically. He's constantly up on the play everywhere with everyone. Whoo! Now that is a vast intelligence. So it's described in the Vedic literature that the Lord has the capacity to expand himself, called expansions. There's different types, and they're given different names. And the example I've given on this program previously is that the example of the candle. You could take a candle with one candle power and a, take another candle to it and get a flame from that one, and another, and another, and another, and another, until you have... A dozen, a hundred, a ten thousand, twenty million candles. And the first candle is still burning. It's burning relative to its wick and wax and height and time. But all the others have been started. And they're independent. They're burning down in their time according to their size and capacity. So all of these candles are generated from one candle. And all of them have a degree of independence. But all of them are actually expressions of the same flame. 
Now, this is a material example, but this is the way of understanding how the Lord is able to expand himself in any number he chooses. And all of the different expansions have an independent capacity and a unified relationship simultaneously. This is the great root of the Vedic literature philosophy. The Vedic philosophy is the Lord is simultaneously one and different inconceivably. And this is what we're talking about. It's why it's called the most confidential knowledge. It's not something simple and easy. But we can understand it from this perspective. That the Lord is simultaneously the same. It's all candles, in our example. And different. Each of the candles is flickering, moving, burning, etc. Independently. And yet they're connected. As they're all heat and light, they're all the same force, fire. And so we see that the Lord has the ability then to be wherever he wants to be. And he chooses to be in the heart of every living entity. He expands himself to be with every single one of us. Permanently. Companion. Right? Not inspector. Companion. He rides through weathers with you everything you weather. He witnesses, he feels, he experiences, he notes, he sees, he feels, tastes, everything that you do. But he's silent. He's the witness. You are the experiencer. And you react to whatever happens to you. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But you react. You do and you react. Something happens, you react. And he notes those things. He notes how you act, what you do, what you say, what you think, what you feel, what you will. And he's able to then follow your life. Many, many, many lives. As you go through one body type after another body type, fulfilling your desires and learning your lessons and advancing yourself and understanding. So from that position, he is in the heart of every living entity. He is witnessing what is going on and he is coordinating because he's connected. The super soul in me knows everything about everybody else, but he isn't re revealing that to me. He's witnessing me. The super soul in you knows everything about all the others, but he's not revealing that to you. He's just witnessing and relating to you. If you turn to your super soul and you say, I know you're there. I may not see you, but I can perceive you if I stop and think about it. Please advise me what's good for me. Please advise me how to act correctly. Please advise me what to do in this circumstance. This is a form of praying. And the Lord reciprocates. So that is available to every one of us. And he is there in every movable and non-movable entity. And he is fully cognizant. And simultaneously, he's still in the spiritual world. Associating, happening, acting, enjoying as an individual person with his associates and purified servants. That's his potencies. That's amazing potencies, isn't it? Omnipresent. He's present in the spiritual world because he's not been diminished. It's like our first candle, still going strong. He's not diminished, but he's separated all of these other parts and parcels to accompany us. Nobody has to go it alone. You're never 
alone. You may not know that because the Lord does not interrupt you. The Lord does not get in your way. The Lord allows you your free will and never takes it away. But you can voluntarily say, pray, Lord, guide me. I know you're there. Speak up. Let me communicate. Let me serve you. Let me understand you. So because he's present (laughs) everywhere, to those who are devoted, he's visible. Who know he's there, they can see him. With the confidence of that, he, that he teaches through the Vedic literature that he's there. But he remains silent to witness and judge and support you. But when he recognizes your call, your prayer, he will reveal himself. If he chooses, if you're ready, he reveals himself. So the vision of one who is devoted is not ordinary. It's purified by the process of rendering service to the Lord in knowledge that he's there witnessing consciously aware. Because he's both within and without. So it is all described in the Vedic literature as uh, above the mundane platform. Because it's on the spiritual platform of his omnipotency, omnipresence. And this is how he has full knowledge of everything. He knows you took someone in the corner and beat them with a stick. He's in the other person seeing them, witnessing them suffering from the beating. And he's in you watching you distribute the beating. So he's in full knowledge. And this goes on everywhere, all the time, with everyone. An unbelievable number of living entities he's witnessing all the time. He is the unbelievably great personality. Unfathomable intelligence. Unfathomable number of expansions. But he has the potency and he has the uh, inclination to accompany everyone for fair, for truth for honesty, for right. Everyone gets what they deserve. He's honestly judging everything. So this is an important factor to learn from the Vedic literature. So, while those who have a loving attitude and render service are actively engaged in that service, they can perceive the Lord. Their vision becomes clearer and clearer. They can see the Lord in everyone, wherever they go. The, the, the devotional service purifies the vision of the devotee. And the Lord's activities are like revealed, like televised into the heart of the devotee. He can see the Lord is willing to open up this communication. He starts out by he speaks to you. Radio. (laughs) Gradually, he reveals himself to you. Television. Then it becomes dynamic. Hearing, seeing, serving, reciprocating, acting in such a way that there's a constant loving exchange knowingly being experienced and witnessed by both parties. This is now the higher platforms of the relationship of a living entity with the Supreme Lord. You're still you. You still do your in unique expression of everything. 
You still bring your unique quality, perspective, and characteristics into that service. And this pleases the Lord very much. We're all unique individuals. He wants that uniqueness. He wants you to go ahead and express yourself in your service. Your attitude um, is based on devotion, sincere desire to satisfy the Lord. But how you execute it and the uh, you, uh, intimate aspects of the relationship, that's all unique. It's all personal. So this, we can realize from this that we hit that platform of devotional service. And all of our qualities and characteristics that make me me and make you you and make us all individuals slightly different with unique qualities and characteristics is normal. This is the highest platform of normal. This is where all anxiety and suffering and confusion caused by the world of duality go away. The unity between the love you have for God and the love God has for you is the new platform. It's pure. It's untainted. It's selfless. It's fully rewarding. The suffering concepts that we have in the material world disappear. The Vedic literature says vanish. So this can't be understood from just analysis. You have to understand this from the Vedic literature. This explanation I'm giving you is directly under the, uh, out of the Vedic literature, directly through the explanations and clarifications of Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master. It's not in the mundane platform. It's not something I could, I dream this up. There's so many people dreaming up all sorts of things, some toys and games and ideas and lies, and it goes on and on and on, reasons for war. <laughs> There's so much dreaming, concoction. But that aspect of your mind that can grasp these vast things, they are to be employed in understanding how to anoint the eyes with love of God. How to use your individual unique qualities in the service of the Lord. How to raise above the ordinary dealings of uh, selfishness and arrogance and move to the platform of performing selfless, loving service to the Lord and tasting the nectar of reciprocation on that highest transcendental platform. Everyone is qualified. Everyone is needed. The Lord is anxious to have everyone get back into the service mode. The Lord is eager for you not to have a phone, not to waste your time in ads, not to look at that stupid picture or the lady's bosoms. The Lord is eager for you to come out of these distractions, come out of the material conception of life, to come out of the selfishness, to come to the platform of eye-to-eye -eye personal relationship association with the Lord in your heart and understanding He's televising His wishes, His pastimes, uh, His activities to you for your upliftment fulfillment. Far, far, far superior to anything in this material world. Again, like the o o water in the well versus the water in the ocean. No comparison. So if one doesn't have a strong knowledge, if one doesn't have the interest to learn and develop, he's considered poor fund of knowledge, there's no way he can understand 
the science of how the Lord is omnipresent and knows everything that's going on constantly. This is above the material sciences. This is above the material conception. A spiritually developed person is able uh, to have this televised understanding of the eternal spiritual world clearly reflected within his heart. And then the, this is how you solve the mystery of the Lord's knowledge of everything while he's simultaneously engaging in activities in the spiritual world with his purified servants. This purified platform is available to you. This purified platform is what you're supposed to be striving for. It is available to you, me and everyone else. Devotional service is made so simple, according to the Bhagavad Gita as it is. Devotional service begins with simply hearing and then repeating and chanting the vibration of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Learning how to offer fruit, flower, water, leaf. Rendering simple service to the servants of God already engaged in devotional service. Rendering simple service to the spiritual master. It states in the Vedic literature, when one approaches the spiritual master, he must be humble. He must inquire from the spiritual master with sincere questions. And he must be willing to render some simple service. Why? Because that simple service is the beginning of the devotional service. And it's awarded to the sincere person by the spiritual master. And he learns who's sincere and who's not by the quality of your questions. And he enlightens the sincere soul. And he engages the sincere soul. First of all, in some simple service. And gradually in more and more responsible service. And gradually constant devotional service. And this opens the door. This... Uh, process is of love of God is revealed through the process of devotional service to God. One becomes more and more and more devoted in devotional service and it turns to love of God. It starts out render some simple service to the spiritual master and it grows from there. It's amazing. It's like one of these weeds that it pops through the ground and the next day, oh my God, it's already up a couple of inches. The next day it's up before you know it. And within a week, it's full up, bloomed, flowered, stinks. It's a crazy weed taking over the whole garden. This is how devotional service grows. It grows from just a little hearing to a little sincere service rendered to the spiritual master or even rendered to a servant of the spiritual master. And it grows quickly. This uh, same thing is true in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. It states in the Vedic literature that if you hear the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra once, by the Lord's grace, you will get a chance to hear it again. So if you hear the Hare Krishna Mantra, and then you hear it again, and then you say it, and you say, you say that again, and you listen again, and you say it again, okay, I got it now. You know, well, I'm supposed to chant that. Let me just repeat that mantra a few times. You have made so much advancement, more or less unknowingly, 
But you've made so much advancement. There's already 15 times you've heard the mantra. That means 15 times more you'll get to hear the mantra. This is a positive cycle. It starts dragging you out of misconceptions. It, it encourages your detachment from material life. It in, stimulates it, you into understanding spiritual perspective. This is a powerful, active, um, expanding experience of devotional consciousness and devotional life. Just by touching the sound vibration contained in the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So the Lord is so benevolent that he's constantly adding a little bit more to you. He's constantly giving you a, a leg up, 1% better. You earn a 6, he gives you a 7. You earn a 40, he gives you a 41. Because you're sincerely trying. So you can sincerely serve in this material world and, and you'll get paid or taxed <laughs> or not enough, minimum wage, who knows? But it will all end up, it isn't enough. You'll all still end up, you have anxiety. But in the spiritual world, if you make contact with devotional service, if you follow the instructions of the spiritual master, if you associate with devotional personalities, if you use the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the great mantra for deliverance, there is no loss. There is no anxiety. The path of purification has opened and you are on it. And it's just like an escalator. You can kind of stand there and fidget and you still make progress. You can walk as you go and you're still making progress. You can run up the escalator stairs that are also running you up. It's a positive impetus upon your conscious existence. So we're standing at the bottom of the escalator going, I wish I was up there. And all you have to do is start chanting, hearing this Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And you're on the escalator. And once you're on the escalator, you know, once you're on the escalator, that you're guaranteed to get to the next floor. Don't you? It's all going that way. You can go that way. You can stand, as I said, fidget, run, walk up. You can move on. It's all going that way anyway. You don't have to do anything. Just continue to use the mantra and off you go. And you're guaranteed to get to the platform. And what is that next platform? Transcendental devotional service to the Lord. You can lift yourself up from this material conception of life up to the next platform of devotional service to God using the Maha Mantra, following the instructions of the spiritual master. That's his instructions. His first two instructions are here the Vedic literature. Hear about the Lord through the Vedic literature, bona fide scriptural knowledge. And chant, chant this Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, a special sound vibration set up to purify and uplift you out of this material perspective of life. Hearing and chanting are the first two methods of devotional service everyone takes part in. And no one stops. It just goes on growing and lifting you and benefiting you. You can easily see why it's said in the Vedic literature, if one uh, begins a life of devotional service sincerely, success is guaranteed. If you step onto the escalator and just hold still, hold on, success is guaranteed. You will get to the next floor. So... One needs to understand this science. 
One needs to realize the positive, unbelievably positive and important uh, interactions that are made available by the Lord being in your heart. Knowing when you're ready and delivering to you more than you deserve. 41? I will give him 42. Recognizing this opportunity that's in front of you. Look for the book Bhagavad Gita as it is. You can email the radio station here. You can look at any many, 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 many bookstores. You will find. You can order. You can look it up on the net. Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Don't miss the opportunity to start your path of devotional service to lift you out of this material conception into devotional service and purify yourself to qualify for love of God. This is the mystery of how to get out of this material world. This devotional process, this is how the Lord is aware. This is why the Lord is on your side. This is how you can take advantage of that. Chanting the Maha Mantra, reading the Vedic literature. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.